Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip podcast. My guest today is Pat Flynn. Pat is a father, husband, and entrepreneur from San Diego. He owns several successful online businesses and is a professional blogger, keynote speaker, Wall Street Journal bestselling author, and host of the Smart Income podcast and the Ask Pat podcast, which have earned a combined total of over 80 million downloads, multiple awards, and features in publications such as the New York Times and Forbes. Pat is also an advisor to ConvertKit, Circle, and several other companies in the digital marketing arena. He believes that your business should revolve around the people you serve and your offering should reflect that. He will share and talk about how to do this using the businesses he's built at SPI as a prime example. So I'm really excited to have you. Pat, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Jeff, thank you for the warm introduction and thank you for everybody watching live right now. Excited to be here and ready to jam. All right. Beautiful. So listen, I ask everyone this, you know, what is it that you do and what makes you so amazing? Yeah. So I guess on the high level, I'm a creator. I like to create things and that has uh, changed. That definition of creator has changed over time since I started. I actually started out online in 2008. I got laid off from my architecture job. I was on my way to becoming an architect and that was very tough. I didn't know what to do. So I went online and to make a long story short, I had built an online business helping architects pass an exam. And that did very, very well. And back then, creator meant putting my notes on a blog, creating a PDF file that I then sold as an ebook. But then from there, people started to ask me, well, how did you do that, Pat? So I built smartpassiveincome.com to just fully transparently just share everything that I was doing in my architecture thing. And then people said, wow, that's really interesting. What else can you do, Pat? And I said, I don't know. Let's figure it out. So I've become known as this sort of like crash test dummy online where I experiment. I try different things. I build different things. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I went on to build an iPhone app company that ended up making over a million dollars back in 2009. Then I started writing books. I started to speak on stages. Later, I started to sell online courses to help people with things like podcasting, email marketing, affiliate marketing. In 2017, I and my videographer invented an actual physical product to just see what happened and see how that goes. And that did very well. We launched a product called the switch pod on Kickstarter for about half a million dollars in 60 days it raised, which is pretty amazing. And then more recently, my experiment's been on YouTube and I have a a channel related to uh, one of my hobbies, Pokemon. And uh, that channel has in two years grown to over 600,000 or almost 600,000 subscribers and 130 million views. So All in all, I like to say I'm a pad of all trades, master of fun, and uh, I just like to to try new things and share the results one way or another. It's always a lesson, even if it's a fail. 
I love it. Thank you so much for filling in those blanks. I got to say something here. Even though you have a tremendous amount of accolades behind you, I'm still amazed. Like when I saw that you mastered the craft of doing podcasts and getting content out there and building products, it's only recently that you started with the YouTube channels, right? I mean, YouTube's Mm -hmm. been around for a good long time, but you didn't really embrace it up until a couple of years ago. Why was that? What was the catalyst that made you go, I need to do this now? Yeah, embrace is the right word. I mean, in 2009, that's when I actually started my first YouTube channel, the Pat Flynn Entrepreneurial Sort of Advice channel. But it was more of just, well, everybody else is starting a channel. I might as well start one too. And I didn't really take it seriously. I didn't really stay consistent on it. It was sort of just like a repository or compendium for just videos about things that I was talking about elsewhere, but never really consistent. In 2017, though, I went to an event called Vid Summit, actually 2016. And that's when my eyes opened up to what was really possible on YouTube, not just more views, more subscribers. That's not really what it's about. But when you capture those people's attention, how might you then serve them? And what really drove me was there was a lot of people teaching online business who were teaching in the worst kind of way. No offense to them. Well, maybe a little bit because they were mostly snake oil salesmen who knew YouTube and were able to get in front of the audience that I wanted to serve in, in, in a much bigger way than I could with a podcast. And the podcast is still great and you know life-changing for sure. But I said, you know what? I want to get on YouTube and get in front of these people who are doing it the wrong way and teaching just because they're trying to get a credit card from somebody. And I wanted to just give value and, and get in front of those people and teach them the right way. And that ended up working. And that grew my channel from over... Na- it took eight years to get to like 50,000 subscribers. And once I started getting serious about it, it took maybe another year to get to 200,000 subscribers. Like that's how quickly things began to accelerate once I started to focus on who the audience was and and what I could do to best serve them. So in the future, do you think that those priorities are going to shift a little bit? I mean, now, uh, you know, lately in the past two, three years, Instagram has come up, LinkedIn video, you know, LinkedIn is very hungry for video content and even TikTok Mm -hmm. now, you know, people are really starting to crush it through it. They still say it's more or less virgin territory. Are those some other channels that you may be dabbling into or do you just sort of focus on one as you go or how does that look for you? Yeah, I mean, part of my struggle when I was early on in business was saying yes to every opportunity that was out there. And when you say yes to every opportunity, you're also saying no to something else. So I may have committed to YouTube, but then I went over to podcast and the podcast did very well, thankfully. But then I went over to Pinterest and I tried that. And then I went over to this and I went over to that and all my energy was divided. And then I read a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan, which really helped me realize that all this energy that I was spreading out everywhere else was meaning that the one or two things that I, w- I wanted to work just didn't have enough of me or enough time or enough dedication. So that's when I really went triple down on the podcast and that started to really skyrocket. And then I saw the power of working on one or two things at a time. The trouble with me though, is I can't just work on one thing, right? So I do something called the uh, 20% itch rule. 80% of my time is, is focused on things I've already said yes to, and I'm already committed to. And then 20% of my time is used for the one new thing, the experiment, the thing that if it were to fail, everything else is still fine. Now I have boundaries around my curiosity, which I think is really, really important. And so that has worked really, really well. That was what became the switch pod, that invention I talked about earlier, and is now my Pokemon channel. And even if those things were fail, and trust me, I've done things that have massively failed, there are still learning lessons that can then be brought into the other stuff as well. But really the big principle here is that no matter what happens with tech, I mean, there's going to be a new TikTok, there's going to be a new thing and then AI is coming and all this other stuff or AI is here really. 
what it really comes down to is the human experience. That will always be something that will remain no matter what happens with the tech as something that people are attracted to and want and desire. So what I talk about in my book, Superfans, for example, is this idea of, well, for the people who are in our business, how do we create those experiences that allow for, you know, special moments to happen that allow them to see that they're in the right place to allow them to feel like they belong. And there's a number of strategies that are involved to, to be able to do that, that help you stand out from other people who are in the same uh, niche and field as you. And also, no matter what tech is available, you can always create that human connection in one way or another. And that's what we should focus on. I really like that you touched on all those points. I think one of the interesting things that when I started following you way back in the day is just how transparent and authentic. Thank you you presented your channel to be, you would produce these monthly income reports where you're just like, guys, this is how much I made, this is how much I lost. And, uh, you know, here's why, you, you know, here was the decision-making process. And mm -hmm. there are several others who have taken on that type of transparency as well, but it really isn't that prevalent, especially in our industry, those that open up the doors and just show you, okay, here's how you do it. You know, it's like, you want to be in a giving position, Right. But sometimes, you know, it's like well, money, you know, it's like, you know, some people are still weirded out by it. And yeah. it's just one of those things that it's like if you can give that kind of transparency, it, I think it really helps because it really helps enforce, you know, the type of work that you're doing. So um, right. I, I really appreciated that. Uh, uh, Pat, Thank let's, you. Uh, let's shift gears for a minute. I want to talk a little bit about about uh, offers and creating opportunities. Right. Because I think that's really the, you know, the foundation of what's been your career over all this time. You know, where can I make the biggest impact and how can I reach the most people with the most useful product, with the most useful book and, you know, creating the most useful content? Let's talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that, the st starting with your creative process on how you start thinking about that and then how you move that into, you know, into taking action and actually getting it done. Yeah, the one thing I've learned over time is that. If you're guessing, you're probably doing it wrong or you haven't done enough research or you are jumping steps. So what I like to teach people who especially are at the very, very beginnings, right? And this is a great exercise even for those who already have an audience and a list and uh, are making sales because it really brings us back to what really matters. And that is who are we helping and what do they need help with? So oftentimes we get very excited about building a business and we want millions of subscribers, millions of followers, et cetera, but you don't need that. In fact, when you go small, that's when you go big. And let me explain. So the strategy I often recommend is very specific here. Find one niche or market that you have an interest in, perhaps expertise, or people ask you a lot of questions about that particular thing. People know you for that. Maybe they don't know you yet, but you have an interest to serve people in that space. Pick one niche. In that one niche, find one community that you can get involved with, that you can join a Facebook group, a LinkedIn group, perhaps, or a forum or community offline, wh wherever those people exist, find them, join them. You have nothing to sell yet. You just want to be curious. Who are these people? What are their dreams? What are their goals? What are their obstacles? What are their struggles? What's the number one challenge that they have? And ultimately, when you spend some time in there, and it doesn't take very long, a week even in a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group or a circle community, you're able to start understanding what people need help with and why they're here. And then when you go there and you start providing value and you start sharing, people will then naturally be attracted back to you and say, hey, well, can you help me with this? But the goal is one niche market, one community within that market, find one person who you can connect with who you can help them get one result. That's it. And that exercise alone makes this whole idea of building a business much easier because here's what happens when you help that one person, you get to that point. Number one, it's just an exercise of 
well, where do these people exist? Uh, how do they talk? How do they respond? What are the words they use? What's their problems? That in and of itself is an, a massively amazing exercise. And that typically is where I get inspiration for what I can do to then create. But once you get that one result, it's amazing because not only now have you gotten a person to actually succeed with something you've taught, and now you also have a testimonial in case you want to restructure this teaching into a cohort-based situation, product, an online course, an agency, whatever it might be, we don't know. Also, what's beautiful about this exercise is you might go through this process and go, wow, I actually don't like it here, meaning I just am not fired up as I thought I would be. How good to know that now before you actually spend all this money, time and effort to build a website and get all the socials and do all the things like you could do this before all that. But the most important thing that happens is when you get that person, that result, if it does fire you up, you now have the confidence that you can actually do this, that you are coming from now a place of service, not selling. Selling actually is very important and you can sell and serve at the same time. But those offers should come as a result of reverse engineering this entire process, right? The offer is actually the end part of the conversation, if you will. And yeah, that's not the end of your time with that customer, but th there's so much that has to happen beforehand to get to that point. And, and that's the strategy that I've walked a lot of people through and they're just, there's their eyes open up because then they go, wow, I can do this. And many people now go, I have a responsibility now. There are many other people now who, who have that same struggle and I know I can help them. If you had a cure for a disease, would you just say, oh, I'm too scared. Like, I don't know. No, you're going to go out there and help people and throw out that life ring. Even if you maybe miss a few times, you know, you can do this now. You know, what's interesting about what you just said is that you can really apply this niche down and niche down again until it hurts. Right. Cause I've heard on your podcast, you've convinced people that are into quilting, right. You know, that you would think would be like a rather solitary and really unique type of product. And people are creating communities around that and they're creating mm -hmm. offers and they're putting out the, they're putting out products that are specifically geared towards these people and they're actually being successful at it. Right. So what a lot of people do is that they, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to target doctors. Well, no, you know, like, do you need doctors or do you need OBGYNs? You know, if it's just OBGYNs or maybe just midwives. Right. And it turns out that every single one of these has a community. Right. And mm -hmm. there is a way for you to address those. Let me ask you this, though. Once you've coalesced all of that, like you said, focus in on one niche, on one person, on one product, you know, and just go in there and, and just, you know, and just personify that and delivering an awesome, uh, you know, an awesome product. How do you then scale that? You know, because I think that's part yeah. of the mental block that a lot of, uh, you know, newer entrepreneurs are like, well, wait a second, I'm talking to one person. I need to be talking to 100, 500, 1,000. How do you then scale that upwards in order to make it more efficient? We need to learn why we want to scale or else we're going to fail. What's more important before we learn the growth strategies is to learn, well, what is success to you? I often have a lot of uh, conversations with new students and I ask them, well, what are your goals? And they say, well, I want to make a million dollars, which is, you know, a fine goal. And many people have that number. It's just a very attractive number that we always say. So I always go deeper. Well, why? And they go, what do you mean? Why? Like, we, I want to be successful. I want this. Okay. Well, what does success mean to you? Well, I want to spend more time with my family. I want to, I, I, I want to do these things. I want to go on vacations. I want to invest. Okay. Well, how much do you, you need? And when we come down to it, oftentimes these people who say they want a million dollar business, they then realize that they only need 120,000 a year to become very successful in the field that they're in, which is a 10th of a million dollar business essentially, or ninth. And Building a million dollar business is way different than building a $100,000 business. 
Um, and it's much easier to build a hundred thousand. Now what's cool is when you get to that a hundred thousand, oftentimes scaling becomes a lot easier at that point, but the goal is much more closer. And what happens is, especially for people who are taking on -on one-on-one clients, they, they begin to realize, wow, I only need 10 clients to pay me this much money every single month and I'll get there. Cool. So do we need to be on every single platform and every single social media channel to get 10 people? Or can we just focus on one where people find us, they see us as an expert. We now have a real case study and proof that this stuff that I'm teaching works because I already helped one person do it. I now have the confidence to go out there. I now know the language that people have. I now know the questions that people in this very specific space have. And I can talk to them specifically, right? It's the difference between, you know, I'm going to help people with fitness and I'm going to help runners. Well, what about runners that are ultra marathon runners versus runners that are, you know, just starting, right? This is why couch to 5k was such a strong brand because that's a very relatable even phrase in the name of it. And people who are starting with 5k's have a totally different set of problems and goals and wishes and dreams and fears and obstacles than people who are ultra marathon runners. But even in the ultra marathon running space, there are male and female ultra marathon runners who have different body types and physiologies who require different inputs to have maximum outputs. And even then there are the younger versus older and they have different goals, different. I mean, if you're a 50 year old ultra marathon runner, there are making sure you're not getting injured and, you know, knees and joint solutions, which are totally different than a person who's, you know, running in high school doing this kind of thing. Right. So as you can see, the riches are in the niches and that's really, really important. And so when you start to define what success actually means to you, you start to realize that this goal is actually much, much more achievable and you don't need to do all the things that everybody is doing because the truth is, whether it's YouTube or a blog or a podcast, any one of those channels can be an amazing amplification for what it is that you do and how qualified you are to teach this stuff. And you don't need to be the leading expert. In fact, a lot of what made uh, Smart Passive Income successful when I first started was the fact that I didn't go to business school. I was just a regular person figuring it out for a real reason. I had just gotten laid off. And so it was more relatable. And I even think about when I learn, I would much rather learn from somebody who's just a couple steps ahead of me, who has just gone through the process in today's fast moving world versus somebody who is a you know 25 year veteran of this, who may be so far removed from the position that I'm at right now. So there's actually an advantage to being almost right in it with your audience and you can almost kind of work in public or take them along the journey with you. And you're just, you're helping them more, more likely than another person could. I I love it. Thank you so much for that explanation. One of the things that came to mind for me was uh, by reading Tim Ferriss's book, the four hour work week. I know this one gets way overquoted, but uh, you know, the definition of an expert is really just the guy who knows 1% more than than everyone else in the room. Right. And, and mm-hmm. that's really it. You know, like if, if you happen to grab someone's attention and you can display and project, you know, that, you know, a little bit more about what's going on, people are going to look at you and be like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to him. Fair enough. You yeah. know, and a lot of the times, you know, you will have, you know, 70 to 90% of the information that's needed and it'll be correct. Right. And then it's just incumbent on you to make sure that you're projecting the best advice or the best course or the best, uh, the best coaching that you can in order to make that happen. So I really appreciate the way mm-hmm. you articulated that. Uh, Pat, can you please let everyone know where they can find you and how can they reach out to you directly if they want to learn more? Sure. Well, you'll see the website right below me, smartpassiveincome.com. And that's our hub for all the things, education related to business, everything from podcasting to creating online courses, YouTube, et cetera. Uh, We have a lot of great free guides that you could uh, get access to and a resource list and all this kind of stuff. 
Uh, but if you want to reach out to me individually at Pat Flynn on Twitter or Instagram, those are the two sort of social media hubs where I live mostly uh, at Pat Flynn and at uh, Pat Flynn on Twitter. So Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you for having me. This has been great and, and really good questions. I hope these uh, serve people today. You got it, man. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been an absolute pleasure. And I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to, with the audience. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.